apparently this, this father in Italy um, wants to do a beauty contest, but you have to be a nun to go in for it. you father, you mean a priest, do you? I mean a priest, yeah. Father Rungi, a moral theologian with his own blog, said that the nuns would not wear swimsuits or revealing outfits. What he valued most in a woman was inner beauty. And someone said, what well, I do is actually, well, Sophie Lorraine is my top inner beauty. <laughs> I, I think Nothing on the outside means, there. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Well, we were talking about her on the way in, weren't we? Saying Sophie that uh, Sophie Lorraine's sister <coughs> yeah. married Mussolini's uh, son, who was a jazz pianist. <laughs> Well, I never. <laughs> that blesses me so much. I can't get well. <laughs> yes, I, I like to bring something to the table. <laughs> when he also said, bearing in mind it's in the beauty he was after, they have to be between 18 and 40. Best if they're young and attractive and preferably Brazilian. <laughs> Brazilian girls above all, he said. They're very, very pretty. And, he said, and someone said, what a, the potential is, of this is a marvellous tool for spreading the Christian message. So, well, so how then. can a beauty pageant of nuns spread the message? Hello everyone, this is the Saffron Planet Show. In the next half an hour we're going to take you through uh, the discussions that we've we've had recently on um on the show i've got uh, steve with me i'm simon i've got steve with me um, we're just going to talk you through um what we have um i can assure you it's going to be the most interesting half hour that you could have this week okay well we've got three uh, conversations we're going to look at uh, a news item about someone who uh, had to do 50 things before he died and then we'll tell you what happened next then we're doing Men in Church. Uh, what's special about Men in Church? But first, um, it's over to Simon because this was a question that he posed about Hitler and the Jews. Oh, that's right. This was going back a couple of weeks when we all got together, and I think it was nearing the end of the day, and I just needed, uh, you know, to inject um, a new topic, and um, and I came up with this. Stop. How can we reconcile in our hearts the possible fact that Hitler might be in heaven and the Jews might be in hell. Um, the Holocaust Jews might have gone to hell because mm. they did not accept Jesus. Yeah. And at the same time, Hitler or, in general, nasty, evil people. If Hitler had been caught, uh, if Hitler had been caught and sent to jail and found Jesus in jail, say, yeah. he would have gone to heaven. Absolutely. Um, so how... Actually, I think Goebbels was a practicing Catholic. Right. I think so. It's so more for him, actually. I mean, Hitler was brought up in a Benedictine yeah. school. He was in Austria along with um, Eichmann. They both went to the same schools. Strangely enough, with uh, what was his name, Jewish philosopher, they went to the same school. Um, no, no, Jewish yeah. philosopher. Oh, uh, I don't remember. Uh, um, Kafka. No. Would Yalom? Spinoza. Spinoza. No. Moses. Nietzsche. Jesus. Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Jackie Mason. the Clown. I should record it at home and you can just slot it in. You know that philosopher. Anyway. Anyway, having said that, the yeah. fact that he was brought up in a Catholic school, possibly by some a very dodgy teacher who managed to teach him and Adolf Eichmann all manner of things, goodness knows what they taught him. Um, he definitely was not a Christian by any stretch of the imagination. 
he, he believed that, that, in a sense, quite rightly, that, that Christianity was a Jewish plot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I sort of agree with him on that one. He was heavily into astrology. He was. He was he, heavily he into had, the New Age. He yeah, believed yeah. in the solid Earth theory. He believed that the Earth flat was a flat was flat a flat hollow flat within flat a solid flat. universe. He believed anything and everything that came along. That, there was, that the, was uh, the occult. Uh, he was folk, well into the occult. Folk yeah. religions from the yeah. past. And we've all yeah. seen um, yeah. uh, the Indiana Jones film where he tries to get the uh, Ark of the Covenant. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Is that Hitler? Boy, he was one of them. Was he? Well, he, was, well, he, he was after all sorts of so-called magic artists. Yeah, the only reason okay. he say wasn't safe. But anyway, only, but anyway, yeah. such evil, yeah. such yeah. evil can still be sent to heaven through a small decision yeah. that they make yeah, later on in life. Goebbels was a, Catholic, a practicing Catholic, and yet, right. but he wasn't. I think it's one of those things yeah, of like... But he was one of the architects of the Nazis yeah. as well. So well, we're going to realise that a portion of the Catholic Church. Did actually propagate a lot of very yeah, anti-Jewish The difficulties, the difficulties, and I think you hit on the point when you said a small decision, and that's the thing. Being a Christian, being a follower of God, is not a small decision. And I think someone like Goebbels made a small decision to be Christian-ish, to take part in Christian acts, to be involved in a church. But if he genuinely was a Christian, which means having a relationship with God through Jesus, that would impact his life to a point that he wouldn't. Mm. orchestrate the murder of millions of people mm. um, and he wouldn't have made a small decision he'd have made a big decision that would have continued throughout his life and he would have continued post, to repent post post what, that what, what about Simon life? White say okay what about if on his deathbed he repented yes. and went to heaven I believe that is a I believe that is a genuine possibility I have grave doubts that he did that but it is possible that it mm. could happen mm. but what because it, it, it would require the most uh, immense repentance because it would mean he would have to really see the the absolute evil that he was both part of and that he was um uh led you know led to commit through his the belief system that he came to and his belief system involved all sorts of occult and new age uh practices even uh, even certain within the Death's Head Gestapo, there was even quite a heavy Buddhist input. Mm. Uh, so there's. I guess if your life is so saturated with all that stuff, deathbed conversions probably don't uh, come very easily to, to someone that is so deep. Possibly that is beyond our knowledge. That is beyond. We cannot. We know the people we know that are definitely going to go to heaven that, that made the real genuine decision. I don't think any of us can say that that person definitely didn't go to heaven. Okay. So what do we all think about what happens to uh, Jewish people? As, uh, and, and and this, the well, let's talk about, about the six million. Well, again, you've got the yeah. same situation, really. So is it that is it that defined? Is it that hard? Um, um, I, I would... I don't know. I mean, I would be a little bit... Different yeah, about I, I, that. I, I think, I think, I think that myself, yeah. actually. In some difficult ways, that is a unique area, factor. I think. Because I'll just say with area. the Holocaust, it was mm. the Jewish people, the fact that they were persecuted for reasons that were well, sort nature. of. But, but saying in Christianity. But saying right, you know, that, what mm. about. They're, they're also homosexuals and gypsies. So are we saying that the Jews that were persecuted in the Holocaust. They're sort of covered, but homosexuals and gypsies, they're no, I'm not, not I'm as covered. Saying, I haven't or, sort of actually said that they were yeah. covered, but I'm saying that the, there's a unique situation with Jewish people in that 
Christians themselves created barriers to stop Jews um, turning to Christ because of making them actually hate the name of Christ, actually hate anything to do. I mean, to actually be anti-gospel in so the way they evangelised. The, the witness of Christians has a lot to factor into the I think in problem that, that Jewish people and, had with Christians. And I can't see... I mean, mm. I do. you do hear Gosh. that there that, that have been stories of a lot of Jewish... Uh, people in concentration, concentration camps actually becoming believers. That's right. There yes. are testimonies. Yes. You know, and also, you've got to realise that was part of the, the satanic attempt to get rid of Jewish people. And what happened very shortly after the war was the reinstatement of Israel yeah. as a nation. So this was all part of, of you know, yeah. of the satanic attempt to destroy the Jews. Where, you know, what impact that has on their salvation is a, is an unknown. Yeah. I, I, I would not just speak on, you know... Because you have to go back to if the Bible says anything about that a situation which would arise. I mean, my problem is, if God was aware of the Holocaust, would he have put somewhere in the Bible some clause or some sort of um, hint that there'd be salvation for the Holocaust Jews? But saying that, but, the Holocaust was a trust <laughs> No. I think you think the, you, the Holocaust, if it meant so much the last to... of many, I mean, it, as many Jews proportionally were killed early, you know, med, in the medieval times okay, and yeah, okay. crusades, well, going right back through you well, know, from Egypt times well, Maybe Egypt. I mean Jews in general. I don't know. <laughs> what repentance is and what becoming a Christian is, is about God changing your heart and it's not a decision you make to a sense. We don't have as much power as we like to think we have over it. And it's about getting to a place where you allow God to change your heart. And that is the thing. Um, and whether God can do that in any situation. That doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that situation is good. You know, um, the se- God allows things to happen. You know, we cannot turn around and say we can't turn around and say the Second World War and all these things. Um, We're part of God's plan. Yeah. We, no and we, at the same time, we can't say. Um, that God didn't stop them because he couldn't. What we have to say is God has his permissible will. Sometimes he allows us um, to do things that are ridiculous, but within that, God can still reach people in those dark situations. We do not have to have a good time and a good life for God to meet us. In fact, with some people, they have to have a difficult time for God to really meet with us. And that's the most important thing, that God meets us, not that we enjoy it along the way. Um, So whether people are in heaven or not is not about whether they've had a good life it's about whether at any point during that life no matter how good or bad it's been they have been able to have god change their heart and their opinions of things and the reason why people like in my opinion hitler and Goebbels, there's nothing in their life that to me suggests that they have a relationship with god is because god didn't change their heart or else they wouldn't have behaved the way they did maybe in their last moments who knows but in their life what we see of it there's no record that says god changed their heart and changed their outlook on things and changed the life it would affect their behavior but how much of what you say is actually scriptural and how much of it is based on the the need to have justice and the the natural need for every every human to 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 know that there is an ultimate justice Um, there's a human there's a a worldly justice and there's god's justice and then, and then with God's justice, I mean, Jesus died for all the sin of mankind. And if somebody accepts and repents, of, and genuinely repents, not just says the words, but means in their heart, it's deeply filled with sorrow in their heart for what they've done, mm. then they can accept Jesus' is, Jesus' is 
death on that cross was greater than all of the sin of mankind, including the Holocaust, including everything that the Nazis did, including everything everybody's done in history that's evil and bad mm. and against God's will. Jesus' death on the cross was greater than that and paid for all of that in abundance. Mm. And so if someone genuinely repents, whatever depth of darkness they've got into has been covered by that so, death on the cross. What if people So we've just heard that um, that conversation, which I didn't actually realise um, I was going to open such a can of beans. Is it can of can beans? Can of worms. Can of worms. I don't know, I'm really, stuff. really hungry. Um, <laughs> but a good reaction, I think, and a good study, I think, into yeah. what yeah, actually... It's a, big su- it's a very big subject, and yeah. we've only just touched the surface of it. But And the thing is, we yeah. could be right or we could be wrong. I mean, it all depends on the way um, we interpret what it says in the Bible. And obviously, you might have a different opinion. Um, we do have the website for you to comment on. Good idea. Um, I think we should now skip to the to a conversation that I remember having, um, which is really funny. Uh, I'll let you explain um, what it was. Um, well, this is the the news item about the man who did uh, had to do 50 things yes. before he died. And without telling you any more about that, we'll go straight over to it. Cool. I read something very poignant in the newspaper today, or the other day. An advertising executive who wrote Traveller's Bible, A Hundred Things to Do Before You Die, has died before completing <laughs> excuse me, has died before completing his list. He, uh, Dave Freeman, 47, fell and hit his head at his home. It's a bit sad, isn't it? Well, it's very yeah. sad. But how many things did he actually achieve then before About you About half of them. All right. Yeah. But you know what? Ironically, he's probably now going to go down um, in history more so than if he'd stayed alive I think that book is probably going to sell so oh, much right. more yeah. because now it's in the news yeah. he's now got mm. like the book has found almost like a legacy and he's, he's now got it's his got name is the irony value it's yeah and it's like mm. John Lennon selling more records after his death oh, and yeah. before Jimi or, Hendrix. Or, yeah, yeah and James yeah. Dean you know yeah. his films are so much more popular because yeah, he, this is just he, a silly little book did he have time to write a will I don't know I'll, I'll no, that because that, that was number <laughs> sixty, I think. And yeah, one thing is right. Well, that was the last <laughs> one. <laughs> then, then you could die. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit, bit sad. I think it tells you that no one knows when their time is up, when the Grim Reaper is going to come a visiting. Mm. Some of us may be closer due to you being a bit older than the rest of us. And, uh, I'm not looking at anyone. It's not age. It's, it's re- not age. recklessness. Recklessness. Health. Yeah, we might have found that some of the stuff that he did wasn't good for his health and made him more susceptible yeah might have contributed you know apparently he inspired dozens of like-minded books with titles such as a hundred things project managers should do before they die and a hundred things cowboy fans should should know and do before they die so he seems to be preoccupied with death yeah why would he be writing about death all the time i think because he found a sort of a niche isn't he i suppose you know that making money i don't think it's so much to do about him dying it's more what you can get out of the world before yeah. you do yeah assuming that you're going to die I'm, I'm surprised that there isn't old. a christian book that's come out on the you know because christian books tend to sort of tap into the secular market and sort of do sort of watered down versions of yeah. um 
you know, a Christian could say, you know, 100, 100 prayers you should pray before you die. Yeah. 100 people you should convert before you die. <laughs> 10 things you should not admit to doing while, while doing conducting, a, <laughs> conducting a revival. <laughs> before you die. I think it's a bit sad if you write a list of things that you want to do before you die, yeah. and you've done them all, and yeah. then you're still alive. Nothing to live for. So what's, you know, yeah. isn't it better to actually die having things that I'm you done. haven't accomplished yet? Yeah. At least you've been active all your life. Yeah. But then you could have bought the sequel around. out, a hundred other things, a hundred other things to do yeah. before you die. Yeah. You can bring another book out. Yeah. As, and you know, another one on top of that, a yeah. hundred things what to stop doing before mm. you die. Mm. Uh, yes. And, if you want yeah. to go to heaven, oh, right. then That's there true. could be at least a hundred things. Yeah. At least. Simon, can you think of a hundred things you should be stopping? There doing? you go, Simon. You yeah. to <laughs> divulge. Now, can I just say, like, an interesting story there um, it's the only sure thing in life isn't it you know yeah. what I think it's good that we can talk about it as well yeah yeah. So amongst many taboo. many things another taboo coming up next actually it's not really taboo but it is about church and it is about a, a side of church that I don't think is often spoken enough about um, men in church yeah. this is it so men in church without saying any more we'll go straight over to it very good On this, yeah. no, I think, no names to be. No, no I just think a lot of uh, problems. There's apparently there's a big decline um, with men in the church, yeah. and I think it's partly because um, a lot of men don't really see what being a Christian as a man can do. Yeah. I think Does that it, make turns, sense? it turns a man off having to worship another man, as in Jesus. I think. To, for a, for a, your everyday man mm. to go to a church and be hold told, on, hold on, go to Man United, see what happens. With a goal scored. Yeah, the worship, like worship to men. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's different because this Either. is somebody you're being told yeah. to worship. You can choose to worship a football. Like yeah, football, but you right? go there virtually everyone and arms in the air singing. Well, you, you know, you but for really for a guy, yeah. who yeah. a guy that likes football mm. to go to a church. Yeah. On a Sunday, yeah. when he should be no, recovering... Yeah, yeah, I'm not saying that those are the same people Saturday that go to night. church. I'm just saying... Yeah, but that, that's an church doesn't men appeal worshiping. to a lot of men. No. Um, Where it the does church to... has become very feminine. Yeah. I think a lot of women are, I think are moving up. I think love part control. of it is, is um, to do with the presentation of Christianity by some people as being something that is imbibed with a lot of sentiment. Yeah. And I think... But, that is a wrong representation. I think it really yeah. isn't a sentimental thing. No. I think sentimentality in Christianity is a wrong ingredient. Yeah. Too I much th- love, not yeah. enough judgment. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think part yeah. of it, it's not even it's not even love and judgment. It's Too much turn, not enough burn. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of um, church. There's, there's, a, there's, not, there's a lot of church that like they use emotion yeah. far too much yeah. to the point that. They don't actually create Christians. They create people that get hyped up. I realised, sort of, I've just bought, right, a little iPod, right, which is nice. And I was listening to lots of, I listen to Christian music, I listen to secular music. I don't think there's a big issue. Obviously, you've got to be careful what you listen to. But I was listening to some non-Christian music. And I realised that in many ways, it made me feel what I'd feel at church listening to Christian music, which challenged me because I realised... Wait there, that means I'm not actually worshipping. If I can have the same emotional creation mm. from something that's completely godless yeah. as something that I believe to be of God, yeah. then there is no God in that. That is mm. all my emotions being risen yeah. up. And the problem is, the church now is so based on 
getting you to see God really just sort of nicely and prettily and playing some nice, maybe a little bit sad music to build up your emotions. And men don't respond to that because, as you know, men are made, um, you know, we're made in the image of God, we're made to fear God, we're made to understand the power of God. But church has decided instead of showing us the power of God and the truth of God, they're going to try and just sort of make us feel like cosy and warm and a but bit sad. Yeah. Like, is it because of the feminine influences? No, yeah. I don't think it's a feminine influence. I think it's yeah. because people have decided it's more important to add people to the church yeah. numbers than it is to actually present God clearly and honestly to people. They're more worried. Yeah. They, want, they want thousands of people in their churches yeah. and they know that an honest portrayal of the gospel yeah. will win over genuine converts, yeah. but it won't necessarily mean that you know 100 people will change well, like that i think there are churches that do take the honest route oh yeah definitely but i'm I'm saying i think men now perceive the church mm. as something that's emotional it's mm. going to try it tries to pull on emotional heartstrings mm. sometimes it tries mm. i've seen it before they try and pick on bits of your past mm. and you know use it as analogies and, and almost sort of not mm. blackmail but make you feel bad as it mm. were when actually sort of the nature of the gospel is very honest and so true and about the are. nature of who mm. you are as a man yeah you know how you what you are in front of god how you deserve you know the judgment of god but how god's mercy meant that judgment goes on christ but what we see in church nowadays is oh you're having problems at home oh you've got you haven't got enough money have you well look let's look oh isn't it sad oh but jesus likes you it's funny because i've seen how it changed because in back in the 19th century it used to be called Christianity was like the muscular religion, muscular Christianity, uh-huh. where boys' comics would be full of heroes sort of conquering mountains and yeah. and sort of digging bayonets into the, the fuzzy buzzies, <laughs> for want of another word, and, and all male pursuits, and it was all under the, the Christian banner. And, yeah. and, and it's always, you know, when they say that cleanliness is next to godliness and all these yeah. virtues... And actually it's not right, biblical either. Not even biblical, no. no. But the idea that, you know, that God helps best, those who help themselves. Yeah, it's all, all these things yeah, that are actually to do not biblical. It's like empire sort of stuff. Yeah. So saying, you know, guys respond to yeah. activism rather than emotionalism. And ideas. And action. And it's funny because um, Faithworks, um, the magazine that I work mm. with, they just issued a survey mm. going out to all of its uh, readership and it that you know the respond the respondents you, the figures are that it's more it's like 70% of uh, social activism is actually mm. male oh really and and i think that's what mm. males i think that's why they would like go doing to church stuff. Like doing stuff it's actually mm. you know making a difference yeah. rather than mm. getting wrapped up in emotionalism mm. I think guys react more even as sexual beings we mm. are more we sort of react more to the physical and we're more also, like men go out to work. They like you know working, doing you know actually doing a yeah. job and performing something. We're a lot more carnal, know, rather than women yeah. are more emotional. Yeah, we're, they're built yeah. that way to. You know, so how can we rid the church of this female influence thing? I think the, the thing. <laughs> there's no women here. I think, <laughs> I think what the church needs to do is not become activational or emotional. Yeah. Right. Just honest truth, because actually, God will deal with your emotions, mm. and if you're part of an active church, and if you genuinely yeah. seek to be a part of God, mm. you will labour for Him. You know, it even talks about there being labour in heaven and mm. stuff like that. You know, you know, God does not call us to just chill; He calls us to be part of yeah, His kingdom absolutely. and see it grow. Yeah. Yeah. So there, are, it will deal with the emotional side, and it will deal with the active side, both in men and women. Yeah. But we can't use these two things yeah. as yeah. the pure only singular vehicle to get people to faith because that's not what yeah. it's about it's about 
the actual gospel of Jesus, and that needs to be presented yeah. in honesty and, so and without any bias either way. So I think that the emotional side of it has to be real, yeah. and I take it back to the the, the word sentimental. Yeah. I think it's, it's sentimental is where yeah. emotionalism goes wrong when it becomes sentiment. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's something that needs to be looked at. And that comes in from the world of romanticism. It is. It's and romantic. It comes in from, and it's, so oh, from it's almost Dickensian, you know. Yeah. It's almost like, uh, yeah. oh, poor little Bob Cratchit. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and it's all that tin. stuff. Tiny oh, Tiny Tim, was it? Oh, Bob Cratchit. <laughs> but like, it's, lots of points. Some chickens, isn't it? Lots of Christians like. What chickens do I know? <laughs> lots of Christians like the, a, a friend of mine um, did his had to give his testimony, and um, before him were um, two women. And no problem, they find testimonies, and they're all genuine, you know, people that found their faith and stuff. But you do notice the difference between these two women that gave their testimony very honestly, um, and and some of them you know broke down and that's not a bad thing but it was all very much it was it was a very emotion driven thing and then when my mate steve went up and did his it was very look this is where i was this is what happened this is where i am now yeah. and it's, it's not so saying that it wasn't that one was bad and one was good but yeah. the women wasn't yeah. genuine because yeah. they cried because actually you know god will sometimes make us feel a bit like that yeah. make us you know in awe and all that sort of yeah. thing but you can see there is a difference yeah. between how men react with god yeah. and how men get to know yeah. god and how women do and the church needs to not be on either no. side so the church's yeah. only job men, is to be honest men's got to be men women got to be women and the church has to understand the difference and sometimes yeah but sometimes yeah. It, the, the, it isn't always a total uh polarized thing mm. sometimes there are elements that cross over between the two yeah. there are Oh, men areas. finding their feminine side. Men can, well, men can be emotional can and women, women find can be active. Side? You never yeah. hear about yeah. that, do you? Me, women finding their masculine side. You always talk about men Things finding being their being a lesbian, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what's the masculine you know side of a female? Well, so it's practical things. Well, Monica does woodwork, so I suppose yeah. that's her uh, masculine Kim side. Kim does the decorating. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you know. What's your feminine side? <laughs> Um, do a bit of cookie oh I cry a lot <laughs> when I watch films I think not really the <laughs> I think it's really mental. badly made <laughs> I <Sorry>. think <laughs> he's trying to make a point here no, sorry, no, he's no, I, sorry I, 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 <laughs> I think the church's aim <laughs> is to understand their gospel and understand their God and present it Clearly, because the gospel is neither really, really activational. Mm. It's neither for men or women. It's for mm. both. So yeah. that makes sense. It doesn't. Mm. And you know, um, if you can just do that properly, you'll have genuine converts. Mm. If you mm. rely on music yeah. and little bits and pieces, yeah. if you rely on people's yeah. over-the-egg testimonies, and yeah. also if you rely on people becoming. I know lots of people that take guys to like football clubs and stuff, and they get to mm. lots of other Christians. Or, yeah. But it doesn't work because yeah, you make mates, but mm. you don't encounter God. No. And actually, to encounter God genuinely and to become a Christian, whether you're male or female, all you need is the gospel um, and the lineage from mankind from beginning to where we are with Jesus. Yeah. That needs to be presented honestly. And then it's yeah. God's job to change the heart. Yeah. But our job as the church, as Christians, is to present it very honestly and very clearly, not relying on getting guys involved with things so that they come mm. along, not relying on cheesy music yeah. and stuff to get people upset yeah. and feel guilty just very clearly displaying it and letting god do his work as soon as we start trying to do it ourselves mm. 
that's where the power is lost. And I think that's partly the reason why we've got problems. We've mm. taken, yeah. we don't care much it's about the too, actual. It's too preaching. much of the world has slipped into the church. Yeah, so the, the church yeah. trying to be too conforming. With because the in a in a way though, with its own heart, the problem's been that the church has cared more about bringing people in. Yeah, and which I mean, we are to care about that, but we're also to do it the right way. Yeah, and also be, bringing people into quality, the church, not quantity. And also yeah. bringing people yeah. into the church yeah. does not necessarily mean bringing people into the kingdom of God. Yeah. You know, it says you know. Um, depart from thee, I never knew. There will be people that will stand for no, God and God so will know. So many churches have minority people in the church who are actually Christians. Mm. A lot of them are just there to do something on the Sunday or like... Which again is part of that male... Side, that, that, again, yeah. that's the danger with the yeah. whole active male thing is you get pe- men involved in church mm. but they never actually yeah. open up their heart to the yeah. Spirit of God. Yeah. They, yeah. they think, well, I'm doing stuff in the church and you know, I'm helping stack the chairs, I'm yeah. whatever. Yeah. So again, churchianity... Yeah. Not Christianity. Yeah. So all we need is yeah. honest presentation of the balance. You've been listening to Saffron Planet, who are the Maltzworth and Jeffrey family and their friends. Produced and edited by Steve Maltz, music by Howard Worth and mixed by Steve Jeffrey. You can listen to more of these chats on saffronplanet.net. Thank you and goodbye. <laughs>